Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. Listen, we are in like the second week of the new year and I know that you all have your goals set that you've been working on them, you're continuing to work on them, but I just want to give you a little bit of encouragement, right? for this new year because what happens and statistics shows this that you know people come up with their new year's resolutions they vision boards they you know they set their goals and all this stuff and then come march they done stopped <laughs> like they have fallen off hard so even though we gonna be talking between now and march and i'm just gonna be giving y'all a little encouragement all throughout the year i want to kind of help you and help myself, honestly, because whenever I come before you, it's something that God is already talking to me about and I'm just sharing with y'all. But I really just want to encourage you um, with your plans for this year, your plan of action. Right. And so the thing is, is that we don't even want to get off on the wrong foot because getting off on the wrong foot doesn't mean that you're not going to make it to the end or doesn't mean that you're not going to accomplish or achieve the thing that you're working on but getting off to the wrong foot does mean that you're going to have like a false start it's going to be a delay in where you're trying to get to um and that delay we don't know how long that could take so to try to avoid that let's get off on the right foot right and so i've been you know i, I do devotions all the time just for my own growth and everything uh and just for me understanding god more and just seeing his truth for my life because daily i have to fight against the negative thoughts that come to my head about myself that speak against what god's word says about me and i don't know if anybody else out there feels the same way but this is something that helps me and i was recently reading a devotion um that came from philippians three thirteen. well that was like one of the scriptures that it was using and in that scripture that's where paul is saying that like he hasn't laid hold of it yet but the one thing that he does is forgetting what's behind and looking and reaching towards uh, forward the future right and so uh, as I was, you know, learning a little bit more about what he was talking about and reading the devotion, the devotion brought up um, that expression of there's light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And that expression is referring to when you're in your valley moment or in a dark time that there is a light that will emerge like there is a way out that will emerge you're not going to be in the valley forever eventually you're going to to come out of the valley eventually there is going to be light in the darkness and you follow that light and you'll get out right that's what it's referring to and uh the devotion also brought up a uh, a quote from i believe his name was tommy percy percy i don't know y'all i'll, I'll have to <laughs> post it somewhere for you guys but um, the quote that he had was that it's the bravest. Oh, my gosh. I can't even remember the quote now. Ah, and I wrote it down and I don't have it like. Ex hold on. Y'all give me one quick moment. I wrote it down. So I'm going to get it to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have had this out already so that I could read it. OK, so his name is Tommy Rivers Percy. And he said the bravest ones are those who keep pushing even when the end is not in sight. And so I really liked what he said. And I really liked the fact that he used the word bravest instead of strong. Um, because, you know, there's other expressions out there that says like only the strong survive or something like that. 
But it's not about strength, right? Because we know that when we are weak, God's strength is perfect. His strength is strong. Like we're supposed to, in our weakness, rely on his strength. Like we're not supposed to try to do things in our own strength because we're not strong enough by ourselves. We need God, right? So it's not about strength because when we're weak and vulnerable and admit to ourselves that we are weak, that allows God to come in and strengthen us, right? But I like bravest because it takes bravery. It takes courage. It takes tenacity to endure the valley moments. It takes that courage and bravery to walk in the darkness when everything around us seems like it is just not going well. To not give up and to keep going, that takes courage. That takes bravery. That takes grit, right? And so I know it's just the, the second week of the year and you're like, well, Hannah, you know, we're, we're off to a good start right now. But not everybody is. Some people have already hit roadblocks. OK, it March does not need to come for some people to be like, uh, I give up. All right. And this is the reason why I am saying this in the second week <laughs> of the new year, because we life is going to be life in. It's going to happen. And life is a marathon. And see, the thing about marathons is, is that you can't run full steam ahead the entire way. Eventually, your body is going to break down. Eventually, your mind is going to grow tired. Eventually, you're going to just run out of energy. And see, we can't do that in life because if we run out of energy, then that means we're not living. And I don't want you all to stop living. I want to I want all of us to continue to grow and to thrive, not just survive the situations that we've been in, not just survive our past, our childhoods, you know, um, things that didn't work out, just survive the loss of a job, just survive the, you know, the disappointment. Just I don't want us to just survive this year. I want us to thrive. I want us to really attain the things that God has for us to attain, like seriously. You know, and and that's why I'm, I'm bringing this up, because Paul, what Paul says and even what what Tommy Rivers um, Percy says, you know, when he says that when you haven't achieved it yet. So let me go back to it. Did I close it already? You see, look at me. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I, I just had it and I thought I left it open and I closed it back again. Don't know why. All right. So he says the bravest ones are those who keep pushing even when the end is not in sight. And that's what I wanted to talk about when the end is not in sight. Right. When you are in the midst of that dark moment, when you are in the midst of the valley and the end does not seem near, you have a choice. You have a choice to either keep going to see the end manifest itself or stop. And that's where that scripture that says, um, don't grow weary in your well-doing for you shall reap a harvest if you faint not. And I love that scripture because the, the truth of the matter is, is that as long as you don't faint, you're going to reap your harvest. The end is going to come eventually. We don't know how long the valley is going to last. That's the truth, right? But, and nobody wants to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear when I'm in the midst of something like, how long, Lord? <laughs> how long am I going to have to deal with this? How long am I going to be here? Because 
can you just can you give me a timeline? Because if you give me a timeline, that would help. But would it really help us like think about it? Well, I'm, uh, let me think about it for myself. Would it really help me to know how long I have to be in a situation? Because I think for me, every day I would wake up like, OK, I'm one day closer. I'm one day closer. But because I'm so focused on being one day closer, am I really learning what I need to learn in the lesson? And just like the children of Israel, a trip that should have took them two weeks took them 40 years. Why? Because they kept having to learn the lesson. So what if God would have said to them, and and I'm bear with me here, (laughs) entertain me for a moment. What if God would have said to them, all right, y'all, it's going to be two weeks that you in the wilderness, right? And because he told them up front, it was going to be two weeks, but because they weren't learning the lesson, God is like, eh, nah, it's not going to be two weeks. It looked like it's going to take more like a month. Nah, it's like he would have to keep coming back and it would look like he doesn't know. Like, okay, God, how long is this going to take? You told me that it was only going to take two weeks and now I've been here five years. Like what in the world? And God is like, well, it's not that I gave you the wrong timing. It should have only taken you two weeks. But because you're not focused on what I need you to be focused on, it's taking you longer to learn the lesson in this situation, in this season that I have you in. So it's going to take longer. I knew it was going to take longer. So you know what I'm saying? Because like God already knows. He already knows how long it's going to take us to learn something. So he's just like, I'm not giving y'all no time frame. Because even if he told us, hey, it's going to take 40 years before you start your business. It's like last night I was watching the Golden Globes and I cannot remember the guy's name, but when he was giving his acceptance speech, he was the guy that was in Indiana Jones. He was a child, right? Um, so if you guys are familiar, you'll know who I'm talking about. And if you even look at the Golden Globes and see who the winners are, you'll you'll see who I'm talking about. But I, I don't remember his name, but he was the kid that was in the Indiana Jones movie. And a part of his speech, he was talking about how like, He had wondered, was that it for him for so long? Because he didn't have any other. And I'm assuming that he's saying that he didn't have any other major parts. I don't know if it's that he wasn't working at all, but he was just saying that he didn't have any other hits. Like he was just like, is that it? Is that the sum of my life? The the one time as a child, was that it for me? And then he said, you know, here it was. He got another opportunity 30 years later. Three zero, y'all. 30 years. 30 years is a long time to be waiting on something to happen for you. And that's the thing. Like, if God tells you it's going to take 30 years for your, your dream to happen, that it's going to take 30 years for you to for the, for you to see the manifestation, are you really going to be cool with that? Are you re- like, if God told Abraham, like, yo, God told Abraham when he was 60, it was 30 years for Abraham too. If he told him when he was 60, hey, the promise is going to manifest in 30 years when you 90 that's when you gonna have your first son if he told abraham that how differently would abraham acted i don't know like i just i wonder that i wonder if god told us exactly how long because i know for me i can't speak for all of us but i know for me I think I would like to think that, okay, God, if I had a time frame, I would act differently. Like if I knew how long I had, I wouldn't waste it. That's that's how I I think I would think. But what's stopping me from thinking that way now without knowing? You know what I'm saying? Because isn't that faith? Because honestly, it wouldn't take faith if we knew. Oh, that's that's it. I just answered my own question. 
<laughs> and some of you probably already knew this, right? But the revelation just came to me. That's it. That is the reason why we don't get the time frame. Because if we had the time frame, then it would be certain, oh, it's going to take 30 years for me to get this. So I already know. Let me stop attempting this. Let me stop working on this. Let me stop. Because it's not. But we failed to this is about the journey y'all this is why the journey is so good because if i know how long it's going to take i'm going to act different first of all i'm not going to be operating in faith because i already know how long it's going to take for the manifestation to happen so i'm not i'm already not operating in faith i'm operating in certainty and then because i'm operating in certainty and while i am working on the things that I know I need to be working on I'm gonna act different and when I say I'm gonna act different there's certain things like when there's no successful person that hasn't seen failure a lot of the times it's several it takes several attempts it's several mishaps of relearning and rediscovering what you need to do differently in order for the thing to work but would you still go through all those attempts like how differently would I act or respond to a situation if I know how long it's going to take? Would I even be working on it at all? Or would I just wait to the 29th year? Like seriously, if let, let's just think about it for a moment. If God said to Abraham in 30 years, the manifestation would happen. I'm not saying that Abraham and Sarah wouldn't have had relations for 30 until the 29th year. But I'm just saying like, they would not have been, you know, I don't know, like how, maybe that's not a good example to you. <laughs> but I'm just saying like how differently for myself, like if you're working on, if you're starting a business, right? And you don't know that it's going to take your business five years to start seeing success. How differently would you operate with starting that business? For me, I'm thinking, okay, if God said to me, okay, Hannah, yes, I want you to start this business, but you're not going to start seeing like real profits and real success from this business until five years from now. How differently am I going to respond? I mean, I would like to think that that means that when I'm not seeing the profits come in, that that means, okay, I'm not going to worry because God already told me that I'm not going to see the, the fruits of my labor until five years. But how differently would I operate in years one through four? And how I operate in years one through four is what's really going to bring the manifestation in year five, right? I don't know, y'all. Like, I got to I gotta really <laughs> think about this one. But I'm, I'm saying this to you because in this new year, right, we don't know how long the things that we put on our goals, that we put on our, you know, vision board, we don't know how long it's going to take, right? And we know that we might have given ourselves timelines. So using the SMART goal method, right, it tells you, uh, when you get to M, the measurement to give like, how are you going to measure whether or not you reach this goal? Right. So we give ourselves measurement. You might have said, OK, this is one of your goals might be to I don't know. Here, here's one that a lot of people have in a new year. And that's to lose weight. Right. So let's just say that your goal was to lose weight and you're saying to yourself, OK, um, so in the first quarter, or maybe you're not even in the first quarter, you're going to say, okay, so in the first month, I expect to be 10 pounds lighter, or let's be more realistic, five pounds lighter, because you're going to see dramatic, dr dramatic, what kind of word is that? <laughs> you're going to see drastic results within your first week, because all the water weight is going to drop off, right? So you'll probably lose 10 pounds or so, give or take a few pounds in the first week. But then it's the 
the consistency of losing weight every week after that, right? And sometimes you only see one to two pounds if you're doing it a healthy way. If you're doing other things, then you may see drastic results then too. But it can become a little daunting because in the first beginning of the year, like you're all hyped. The gyms are full. This is one of the reasons why I have not been back to my gym yet because I already know everybody and their mama at the gym right now. So <laughs> I've just been working out at home. But and I'm not saying that I, I'm not rooting for the people that started out this year. You know what I'm saying? I'm rooting for y'all. But I just know come March, that's when it's going to be a little bit more space in the gym. <laughs> Because people going to be like, you know what? I quit. And I don't want y'all to quit. But this is why it shouldn't just be about like just losing the weight, but it should be about a lifestyle. And that's the difference, right? It's about changing things for the better, not changing things just for the short term gain. And so with our goals, like are these short term gains that we're looking for are these long term results that we're looking for? But we got these shorter goals that's going to help us to the bigger picture. And that's what I'm talking about, breaking down the goal. Like, what are your goals this year? Do you have this real big, huge goal that you have, like, taking the time to really break down and say, like, OK, I know by the end of the year I want to see this. Let's just say that you're starting a business. All right. Do you have your business plan? What is the business what is the solution that the business is trying to solve? Like what, what product, if it's a product, what is it that you're putting out into the world? Have you looked to see what, how much of it is in demand? Do people not even know that they're in need of it because this is something that could be like a life hack or something, but like, how long is it going to take you to get this into production? Have you written out the steps? Have you gone through that stuff? Have you in, looked at, because the world is different now. You know, you don't necessarily have to, uh, what is it? Uh, go into business with a marketing firm or something to get your marketing done. You can do your marketing yourself through social media. There's um, content creators out there that will, that will you know, to be a ambassador for you and all this stuff. have you looked into those things and that seems like a lot right it's a lot of stuff to consider but how are you breaking that down so you can successfully get all that stuff done I'm finding myself having to look at that as well you know like we have greater entertainment which is our photography and videography company greater entertainment for me I won't I can't speak for Anthony on this because I know Anthony had big dreams already for greater entertainment but for me because I was also working a full-time job it was more like a quote-unquote side hustle you know what I'm saying so I at the time was not putting all of my effort and all of my energy into that and if you ever walked watched an episode of Shark Tank they'll tell you right there that's failure before even getting started because like if this is your business and you really want it to be successful you got to be all in you know what I'm saying and so I can admit that I was not all in in the beginning with greater entertainment it was just like okay this is not my bread and butter my bread and butter is my nine to five <laughs> you know but now where I am more focused on it um, and I'm just trying to look through all the different things that we can do to make it be a successful like more successful than it is uh, because I want this to be a legacy that we leave for our children. It's like, oh, wow, there's a lot of things that I could have been doing that I was not doing for the business that I need to do now so that it can 
continue to grow, right? And so it seems overwhelming because it's like, oh, there's a possibility for you to, you know, get this money that's free money that you don't have to return, like, you know, versus going to the bank. But either way, you still got to have your business plan. Is that up to date? Is all the th- So all the things, it's a lot. And it's just like, okay, let's break this down piece by piece, brick by brick, okay? And that's the thing. How is a house built? A house is built brick by brick, right? First, they got to tort, tilt. Hannah, get your words together. First, they have to toil the ground. They have to, you know, pull up the grass and everything. And because they don't, I've, I've never seen a house being built just on solid ground. They usually have to tear up the ground because they also got to put plumbing in the ground and all that stuff so that you can have running water inside of your house. So there's something that has to happen first before the foundation is even laid down. And then once the foundation is laid down, then that's when they put up the pillars to structure where your walls are going to be. But then when they are filling in the walls, it's brick by brick. It's task by task. All right. And so that's what I'm talking about, where life is a marathon. Like we don't have to be on full steam ahead with this you guys we can break this down so that's what i'm just saying like if you have it if you already got it together oh child high five to you because you got it together but for some of us it's just like oh i had all these plans but i didn't necessarily strategically put out my plan of action right because i have yet to be to go to a vision board party And this is for vision board parties. And if you guys have seen different, you know how to contact me to let me know and correct me. All right. You can uh, send your listener letters to hannahsworld00 at gmail.com or you can DM me at hannahsworld00 on IG. But I have yet to be to have attended a vision board party where we strategically talked about how we were going to accomplish all these goals that we put on our vision board. And see, that's the thing. It's like the buck stops there. We have these big vision board parties and everything. And it's like, yeah, put, you know, how are you going to strategically put your um, your vision board together? Not even strategically, because that's not the word that's that's used at most vision board parties. And again, y'all let me know, because I haven't been to everyone in the world. I'm just saying what I have not seen at the ones that I have gone to, even the one that I threw for myself, for my family. Like we put stuff on our vision board, but there was no strategic plan written out like, okay, this is how we're going to get it done. But I remember with my friend Michelle and y'all may know her, Shelly Ray, we used to do goal setting um, Zoom calls, (laughs) right? And we would talk to each other about, you know, what our goals were and we would type it up and we would send it to each other to hold each other accountable. Okay, these are the things that you said that you're going to get done. And it was broken down by quarter. Like, okay, in the first quarter, what are the goals? What are you trying to get set up? What are you trying to get set up in the month of January? What are you trying to get accomplished in the month of February? What are you trying to get up in the month of March? Okay, the end of this quarter, these are the things that you said that you wanted to get done. It was planned out. Right. And that's where like there's all different methods that you can do when it comes to goal setting. Smart goals is one of the ones that I like to use. It's probably because I use it a lot with my students. But I refer to that one a lot because I think it's just very simplistic. You know, like you're do you have smart goals? Are you setting realistic goals for yourself? Are you setting goals that are measurable, that are attainable? Are you setting goals that, you know, how are you going to measure that you accomplish this? Like it really helps you break it down what it is that you're trying to accomplish so that you don't feel like a failure, you know? And if you've already been using that, that's great. 
put that information out there to help others. You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody knows about the different types of goal setting ways and goal methods. Not everybody knows how to come up with a strategic plan. You know, um, it's good for us to share this knowledge with each other to help each other get better because we are doing life together, y'all. No one has to do life alone. And it brings me back to um, the the foundation of the discussion today in regards to like when you're in those valley moments, you know, and not attaining the light yet. Like Paul talks about how he has not attained it yet, but he's reaching towards the prize. He's still moving forward. He's still mobile. Even with the, um, the quote, he was saying that, you know, if you haven't reached it yet, you know what I'm saying? Um, that it takes courage. It takes bravery that when the when the light is not in sight but for some of us when the light is not in sight we stop we faint and once you stop and once you faint it is impossible for you to obtain the end result it is impossible for you to see the light why because you stopped you quit you gave up so there is no forward movement. There is no mobility. There's nothing happening. So if there's nothing happening, how are you going to receive your harvest? If you're no longer toiling the ground, if you're no longer, you know, going into the garden and taking care of it, what's going to happen? That's going to die off and your harvest is going to dry up. And that's why when harvest times come, when harvest time comes, you won't have anything to gather. You won't have anything to bring in because you stopped. But you don't have to stop. You don't. You can keep going. You can keep going. Yes, it may seem hard. Yes, it will be hard. Yes, it will feel hard. Yes, it's not going to look good. The, the valley does not look good. The dark moments does not feel good. That is true. And, and that is, is reality. But you can keep going. And how do you keep going? You keep going when you have people encouraging you, when you have people holding you accountable. And so I, I don't know how many listeners I am reaching right now, but you, listener, who hears me right now, you can share this with somebody else and you can tell them, hey, I, I know how to strategically plan and how to set up things or, you know, let's look into these smart goals that Hannah was talking about today. Let's look into to help somebody else, because if one reaches one and then that person reaches another, that is how we can reach so many people, you guys, and people won't have to do life alone. I know I don't like being alone. I don't as introverted as I am. I was created for fellowship. I was like, there is a part of me that's like, I, I like my time by myself, but I also like my time around the people that I love and care about. I like to be around people that, you know, feed me who, re, you know, um, pour into me that so that I can also pour into others. Like, seriously, this is, let's do life together. Let's reach our goals together. Let's help each other. If you have the answers, share them. You sharing them does not take away from you. See, this is the reason why we each have our own measure and we each have our own gifts and skills and abilities, but we're all a part of one body because it all works together. 
My eye can't tell my pinky toe that it doesn't matter because it's a pinky toe because I need my pinky toe. God would not have given me a pinky toe if it served no purpose. My mama always used to say, she was like, why do you shave under your arms? There's a purpose why God gave you hair and that it grows there. And there probably is a purpose for it because it keeps growing back every time I shave it. But that doesn't mean I'm gonna stop shaving it. But my point, (laughs) my point with that is saying that everything has a purpose. It has a purpose and it all works together for our good. But in order for us to receive the good, we got to share. We got to take care of each other. We got to stop being so isolated and being about me. That's selfish. That is. It's just point blank selfish. Stop being selfish and be selfless. Stop worrying about what you doing for somebody else is going to allow them to do you know what the biggest fear is for some of us the biggest fear for some of us is if we help somebody else and they end up being more successful that that's going to make us regret helping them but that shouldn't be our mindset it shouldn't be because if our eyes are focused on Jesus if we're having tunnel vision on Jesus and we're seeking him first all that other stuff will be taken care of. He's going to take care of you too because he's no respecter of persons. He's no respecter of persons. But if he laid it on your heart to help somebody, help them. Don't let the world tell you that it's a dog eat dog world and that you can't help other people. You can. So share this. Share this with somebody so that they too can make sure that they are set up to for you know to start on the right foot this year to get these plans and these goals and these visions that they have um on the right track for success all right y'all i hope you got something out of the podcast today it is always my prayer that you do and like i said before send me your comments and your feedback you can hit your girl up through gmail at hannah's world at zero zero i'm sorry i said that wrong at hannah's world zero zero at gmail.com or the easiest way is to just dm me at hannah's world zero zero on ig all right until next time peace out world